My guest today is Mr. Sam Huber. I am so excited to have Sam on the show. We have been trying to get to this point for quite a while. Sam wrote an amazing blog article for Mind Your Autistic Brain back earlier in the year. And you guys, I'm going to make sure I link it so you can go read it because it was a fantastic article. And I just love Sam's heart so much. He has an amazing Instagram account. Huber Family Adventures. Sam is joining us today. And since this is the month of gratitude and acknowledgement, we're going to be talking about what it is to be grateful, what it is to be an apparent in the power of acknowledgement in our lives. Hi, I'm Carol Jean, founder and host of Mind Your Autistic Brain. And you are about to experience the new way to thrive in life and relationships as a late identified autistic. By unveiling who you are, what you love, finding your balance, and being the leader and creator of your best life. Get ready because this is where we go against the mainstream. Say no to outdated society norms and we say yes to who we are in order to create a joy-filled, balanced, and more neurodistinct world. Welcome to Mind Your Autistic Brain. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Carol. It's been a long time coming. We're working on it. Finally, all the stars (laughs) aligned, right? It's the perfect time because you are expecting your second son next week, Isaac. And I'm so thrilled for you and Jacette. Thank you. Yeah, we're pretty excited, too. And um, I've done a lot of spin dancing off of it, so I'm ready. You're you're definitely ready. Well, what about Sky? What about how's Sky? I know he's probably ready, or he's not quite sure which one is he. Uh, like he understands a baby's coming, and sometimes we think he understands that there's a baby inside mommy, but like we 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 don't. Uh, it's not clear if he has his head fully wrapped around it. But uh, we got him like baby toys to practice on. Sometimes he's very you know nurturing with them. Other times he's very rough with them. Looks like uh. Yep. As a mom of two boys and mine are 28 months apart. So I remember very clearly when I had Greg Caston and then Dryden's coming along and I'm like, okay, mom's going to have, you're going to have a little brother and, you know, the whole conversation. And sometimes it's just like, okay, you know, there's a new baby. There's something there. And other times it's just like totally oblivious to the fact that there's a whole nother kid in the house. It's just like, hey, mom, let's just do what we're used to doing. So Sam, tell us or share a little bit about your autism journey with us. I know that you're not late identified. You knew earlier on, but we'd love to know a little bit more about your story and your journey. Uh, well, my journey is a lifelong one, but I didn't know that until I was 14 when I got diagnosed with Asperger's. I know that's no longer in the DSM, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, I had learned about my autism you know, at that point, it just gave a name to, oh, this is why I think this way. This is why I'm a black and white thinker, uh, so literal. And and it gave me a jumping off point to actually grow and actually learn to start understanding people rather than just, this is just never going to happen. Uh, it's, and then I reached college. College was a huge point because, A, I was two hours away from my parents, so they didn't jump in and do social situations for me like they would advocate for me like uh sam doesn't understand sarcasm like no like i had to 
you know, through trial and error, learn to be social. And I realized, holy crap, no one at 18 knows who the heck they are. It's not just autistic people. <laughs> oh, but, thank God for normalizing that one, right? <laughs> yeah. College definitely does it. Oh, no one knows how to do laundry or boil an egg. I'm not the only one. Like, these kids don't have life skills, neither do I. Um, and then it's, it's through that I realized if I, it, people only have a problem with my autism if I have a problem with them. If I'm acting like it's this big, ugly monster, then people are going to look at me like a big, ugly monster. And Oh, um, Sam, can we just stop right there for a second? You just said something really, really huge. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is going to have a problem with it. But I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that really, that really is one of the big perspective shifts. That's one of those big lens changes, especially mm-hmm. for those of us in late identified life who've like struggled for so long and everything just felt like nothing made sense. And, you know, we got all this baggage and the stuff that goes on. And to get to that point, where it's like somebody hands you this piece of paper at, or, or you do some research and some things start to align and it's like all of a sudden you're like whoa i'm autistic okay and then you're like okay this is what it means to me because everybody has their own experience of what being autistic is and then Mm -hmm. getting to that point of because you you kind of go through that first processing phase you know and then you get to this point of acceptance and you're like this is me this is who i am you know i'm autistic this is how i experience the world and when when we get to that point where we're accepting that and, and we're just embracing and we don't have a problem with it. It's like, yeah, this is just it. This is me. This is how I show up in the world. That really does. That energy, that way that we show up from that point forward really does make a difference. Because if I don't have a problem with it, well, who are you to have a problem with it, right? Right, exactly. Because the thing I, I learned to realize is that people, as much as we're taught to read other people's body language and... Uh, a lot of people are already doing that. So if we're, you know, losing our mind over sensory overload or or whatever, but if someone sees us have sensory overload, but then we advocate, like, guys, I need a minute, you know, and you, they see you calm yourself down, like, okay, and everyone has, has their minute. Everyone flips out over something. Um, you know, normal people, like, lose their minds over their coffee being too hot or too cold or... Um, but they learn to cut and calm themselves down. And that's the same thing. It's just like how, you know, how you react is how other people react to you. And uh, the other huge measuring stick that I got was I worked in a, a school for, you know, close to 10 years with autistic kids of from one end of the spectrum to the other. And it made me realize that everyone has their own dreams. There's no one type of autism. Like there's an infinite um kind and i and then it right got me to my philosophy that autism should be classified as amplified humanity like it amplifies your personality to 10th degree that it makes you just more authentically you which is um when i I came down to i realized that all the all the all written social rules prevent you from being yourself if you think about it in, in black and white terms so like let me really just try to find a way to really be myself well that be my way to fit into this world and some people will like me some people won't it's it's the, it's the same deal god has dealt everybody this and it, autism has nothing to do with whether people will like me or 
you know, dislike me. It's, it's my decision of how I react to them and behave. Oh, that is so powerful. I mean, that's that's in the intro to this show. You know, we go against societal norms. Here in my right. autistic brain, we are going against the societal norms because that really doesn't serve humanity. This is about elevating all neurotypes so that we're doing something that is that is energizing and connecting all of us mm-hmm. because we are all part of humanity and how how we treat one another, how we view and perceive one another, how we show up in the world for ourselves and for the next generation. And I love mm-hmm. that because I think that kind of transitions into our family conversation today. Because Sam, mm-hmm. you have Sky and Sky's three, four? Four. 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 I knew I knew I remembered he had a birthday because I remember seeing his picture. So I was like, oh, it's between three and four. And you know, I love it because there's so many things that you write about in just your experience of being a dad, you know, how how you are modeling and mentoring, you know, just like any other dad, like my dad today, I, I sent a put out a post today as the part of the 20 days of, of acknowledgement about my dad and the impact that he had in my life because our dads do have a huge impact in our life. And you know, a dad doesn't mean that it has to be your blood related biological dad. Sometimes we've got dads that show up in our life as a blessing and it might be our uncle, it might be our neighbor, you know, but that's the person who, who plays that really powerful role in our life. And I love how you share your journey and and how you do that with Sky. Tell us a little bit about this process of, of being a dad and, and how you're viewing that and how gratitude and acknowledgement play into that, that aspect of parenting for you. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest at, aspect, is, the first thing I'm always grateful is Sky never asked me to be anything but myself. Um, the other big part is that my autism actually makes me a great dad because, you know, the stereotype of dads is that they're emotionally distant. They can't, they're not, they don't cry. They cry. They're weak. You know, like I've cried in front of my son. I've, you know, expressed big emotions um, because, you know, God gifted me with autism, which is makes my emotions amplify. It's very hard for me to not express it. When autistic people express emotion, we move our whole bodies to like, our, my son knows something's up if dad's jerking his whole body around and, uh, and he you know he'll come, he'll come up to me and dad it's okay be happy uh, and like the fact that he shows emp- you know empathy like i was like you know growing up for, as an autistic person it was you we don't have autistic people don't have empathy I'm like we have so much and like because every time he is feeling something i show empathy he shows it right back so i'm like it just shows, I'm just so grateful that he, he shows me that I am perfectly human. Uh, and even when I screw up, he's like, that's okay, daddy, try again. Um, oh, God, if all people would just embrace that, it's okay, try again. Right. That's beautiful. And, I mean, seriously, oh, Sky is just wise beyond his years. Oh, he definitely is. And, and that's the huge thing that I'm grateful for. Like, uh, kids really teach you you have to really listen to them. And for autistic people like myself who have auditory processing issues, that isn't always easy. Like I always describe it to my wife as like, you know, the, the adults in Charlie Brown when they talk, the want, want. And it's not that I'm trying to ignore you, but sometimes sound doesn't, you know, come through. So like uh, with kids, they're 
they're very patient with you. They think you're being silly when you're struggling and they don't shame you for asking them to repeat themselves. Um, and that, that's the thing I've discovered being a dad is I get to keep trying again. And, um, and then my son's going to grow up thinking autism is just this normal thing, like not uh, this boogeyman or like neurodiversity is just part of his everyday. And like it, when people ask, how do you end the stigma? Like, this is how you do it. You tr treat yourself like a normal person. You have your ups, your downs, and that's what our children see. And that's how they treat you. You treat them. Um, and that's the big thing I'm grateful for being a dad is just, it's a constant reminder that we're all human and we're all growing. Cause like he grows so fast and learns so fast, but some things it takes him a little longer. Like daddy, that takes dad uh, longer to learn how to listen to mommy sometimes. And that that's okay. Oh, I love that. So as, as we're moving into the week before Isaac's arrival, what are some things? Cause I, you know, the, it tends to be something we kind of do this time of year in November in the United States as we reflect on what we're thankful and grateful for. But then we also start to look forward because we're getting to the end of the year, you know, so we kind of look on like, what has my year been? What has happened this year? And sort of what am I doing moving forward into my new year? So you're getting this beautiful gift right here in, in the grateful gratitude month, also moving into a whole new year, starting a new phase of your life mm -hmm. with two little boys in tow. So as you're reflecting on, you know, just your life, you know, as Sam, the individual, and then your life as Sam, the dad and the husband, what are some things that you're looking forward to in this new year with this new season of life? Uh, I'm looking forward to just uh, being with my family. My job's given me six weeks of parental leave, so I get to really be there with Isaac when he's born and connecting with him, helping this guy adjust to this transition. Cause like, again, another blessing of being autistic is we know how hard transitions can be. So I already have a buttload of empathy for Sky when he goes through this transition and then like it's transitions aren't a bad thing. So you know, I know what to say to him thanks to my own life experiences. And I'm just looking forward to, seeing how God sets me up to be a great dad and learn and grow. Um, Cause you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, God only gives us what we can handle. And that means my son's coming, my second son's coming in. I can handle this. And after a lifetime of being told you can't handle anything, it's nice to have that feeling. Oh yes, I can. Oh, Sam, I love that. I think that's one of the things that is the most empowering part of being a parent and also just in that late identified life and and also you know if you've known for a while but it's something that you know somewhere in the back of your mind or somewhere somebody along the way said you know you can't really do that or you shouldn't do that or you know maybe that's not possible for you but that's the thing that sort of is the reminder you know that with god all things are possible and nothing is in our life that we're not prepared and ready for, you know, we, it wouldn't have shown up in our world when it did, if we weren't ready to take it on. Exactly. Um, 
and you were ready to take on autism. Like, and God wanted you to know what you had it when he wanted you to know. Uh, now, if I was supposed to know when I was younger, I'd have known when I was younger, but I was 39. <laughs> That's what I was ready for, right? Exactly. Uh, my dad's, you know, 68, you know, never been fish that I know, but, you know, he became a, you know, well-known writer and he, he figured it out and it's pretty obvious he's one of us and you, all, you always find out in your own time. Um, and that's what, if you find out when you're two, you'll, you'll, you'll still make it as an adult. Um, and that's the thing to be grateful for. You've made it this far because we hear a lot of can't and being autistic people. But it's when we become adults, we start hearing you can because we're the ones telling ourselves you can do this. Uh, and that's why, like, when you know you see those things, like, may autistic people shouldn't be parents, like, you should because it forces you to say, I can do this. And it gives you so much strength as an autistic person. I don't know for neurotypical parents who post about how tired they are. It gives me so much to do, like, getting up, you know, making sure my son is closed for school. Uh, he's fed, like, we're very task-oriented. It's always, it just keeps me moving. For autistic people, it's just, it's what keeps us energized, ta- tasks. You got something familiar to do? Well, sign me up. Oh, I love that. So the question that I've been asking all my guests this month to wrap it up is, what are you grateful for? Who is it in your life right now that you'd like to acknowledge and extend your gratitude and thankfulness to? Um, I think for, for first and foremost, um, you know, Jesus, cause like I found him last year and he made me realize there's just nothing to forgive in myself. Like you've already been forgiven. Like, so I can move forward in my life and keep progressing that the bullies and all the crap I went through as a child, like it doesn't matter because I've you know, been forgiven for my mistakes. Uh, I want to, you know, give gratitude to my wife who, you know, ca- carried both our boys and, you know, just did, you know, is always just from day one seeing me as Sam, not, autism because i've spent i've been on in so many relationships where a girl will look up what autism is and then she would freak out and that would end the relationship with her she just looked at me with her new york attitude like i've I've seen stranger uh and has loved me every moment of our relationship so you know honey if you listen to this like thank you for putting up with my nonsense and always believing in me and seeing the real me uh, I'm going to show gratitude to my sons who, you know, just continue to show me that, you know, I'm a superhero, stimming and all. Um, I want to show gratitude to all my followers, to you, Carol, for giving me a chance to run my big mouth. Um, and I'm just grateful to, to all of humanity that we're all alive and we're even though we live in this really scary time with COVID and all that, that stuff, where just look for the angels in the mist and realize that we've come together in so many ways that we haven't in so long. Um, and I hope that everyone out there 
just seize a bit of kindness this Thanksgiving this month and hold and hold on to that no matter what comes out in the news next. Oh, I love that, Sam. Guys, if you're looking for a an infusion of service and gratitude and inspiration in your day and you're on Instagram, go give Sam a follow. Take a few minutes and just journey along with him, and especially coming up because you're going to get to hear all about this new big transition in his life as Isaac arrives. Thank you so much for being here, Sam. Thank you for sharing your gratitude, your acknowledgement, and your autism journey with us. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yep, folks, there are going to be a lot of pictures of Isaac, and uh, I'll be leading you guys through what I'm experiencing you know, from the hospital to those sleepless nights. Uh, message me if you have any questions. I'm happy to you know, pray for you, you know, share tips. What, you know, I'm an open book. Just message me and uh, let's get talking. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me on the show today, Sam, and thanks for talking with me. We'll see you guys next week. You're going to get a special treat. I got my friend Joe Cox coming on the show. Y'all, he has the most amazing YouTube channel, and Joe is going to be sharing some really great gratitude and acknowledgement moments with us. So check us out next week. See you soon. Bye-bye. If you are someone who likes to help people and share what has made a difference in your life, please share this talk show with a friend and on your social media accounts so that you can be the blessing in another late-identified autistic's life. Be sure to tag me at Social Audi so I can personally say thank you. And to help keep the talk show ad-free, please consider becoming a one-time or recurring supporter through either Buy Me a Coffee or the Anchor Podcast links in the show notes below. I truly appreciate your support. Thank you for being a listener, and thank you for adding your voice to our story.